Garden County Sport Rugby Podcast with your host, Kieran Noble. Hi, my name is Kieran Noble, and welcome to the Garden County Sport Rugby Podcast. I'm on the phone with Wicklow Rugby Club Senior Ladies Captain Amy O'Neill. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Obviously, last week you had a massive victory against DCU, 22-15, I think it was. That was another great fact, win yeah. for you. It was. It was a great win. It was a tough win, though. Yeah. yeah very tough win. They were a very strong side. Yeah, I think they were second going into the game, or near second, third going into the game, and you beat them, and you're now in second place. Yeah, they were second in the league when we were going into it. Um, come half past Drish. And uh, we were just winning by seven 0 just at half time, but we did. They're a tough, they're a tough young team, very strong backs. Uh, and fifteen twenty minutes into the second half, they came back with two tries and they went ahead of us. And I had read down a little bit, but we lower a strong side. We, we just dug deep and we went hard and we got back and we managed in the last ten minutes to come back with another two tries and a penalty to go ahead to win it That's in the last few minutes. Confidence. Oh, it's brilliant. Confidence, yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Especially the young girls. Um, they're not used to kind of losing. They're used to winning all the time, so they're not used to going behind. You just talked about your young girls. There's some serious young girls on that team. Ella Roberts, Rachel Winters, Emer Douglas. They all seem to be yeah. fitting into senior rugby pretty well so far. Oh, they're brilliant. These girls have come from very young age playing rugby, like under 12, under 14. All their families have brought them in through it, and they've been playing for so long and so so long. They're, they've probably experienced than we have. They're playing that long. Yeah. Um. They know the rules. They know the game. They've been playing for years. They really get stuck in. It's great um, to see though. When clubs invest in their youth, like obviously the Wicklow ladies have, you know, there's so much rewards for it. Like, and obviously you're seeing the rewards now, and more to come. Yeah. Oh, it's great to come. The thing with the Wicklow is it's very family orientated as well. So a lot of the coaches would be family members. I have two kids who were playing, and I actually was coaching the young, the younger kids as well. And yeah. to see them coming up through the years, it's just it's brilliant. It's great the to family's see. taking their time out to help them. But also, I mentioned three of those girls, but there's also more like Erin McConnell and Lauren Fahey and more. There's there's an endless supply almost. Yeah, it'll be like that for the next good few years now, hopefully. There's just girls constantly coming through and flow, and we're trying it with close years. Here's keep them at Wicklow, keep them playing. Our aim for next year is to hit AAL, so we're hoping to keep bringing them in, and girls will want to stay with Wicklow and yes. not move on. That's great. Obviously, yeah, I, I went to your game two weeks ago, I think it was against YCM. That was a tough game, but you pulled through on that game too. CYM, the weather was very bad that day. You know, that was a yeah. that was a tough match as well. Every every team in this league, it's all very tight matches. So anyone could have this league. Yeah. Every match is going to be tight, um, but it makes it more interesting. Yeah. It makes it better for us. We're improving every game. We know what to work on every game. It's it's good this year. It's much it's a much better structure. It's great to see though, and obviously you only have lost the one game out of five this year against Railway Union, they sit top of the table. And you have them yeah. away in the second part of the season. 
Do you think you can take them away from home? I think we can. We had them the first game of the season this year. We have a lot of new girls in from other teams who have joined us. We have young girls coming up. We weren't used to playing with each other just yet, so that was more of a kind of a getting used to each other. It was a so next time when we have them, yeah. we know how to beat them next time. We actually have them in the Metro Cup in December in the, the final, which we lost against them last year. So this year we're hoping we're going to bring the cup home this year. So you've got uh, plenty of time to get revenge. Plenty. Yeah. yeah we, we're looking forward to that one. We're looking forward to playing them again. Obviously, um, Tullamore in your group. and At under-18s, I think they've had quite a battle with Wicklow in recent years. And they're looking good this year again. They're in third place. So that'll be a testing battle for you as well in a few weeks' time. Yeah, so Tullamore had played AIL in previous years. So they were always going to be a strong team going in. We knew that. Um, I don't yeah, they we're looking forward to it now. It's getting tough. It's going to get tougher. We're now not the underdogs anymore. Yeah. People are seeing us as a strong club and a contender for AIL. Yeah. So every match we're going to go to now is going to be tough. You've set your stall out and now people are going to be watching you and marking your card. But it exactly, more people are going to... It won't worry us, I don't think. So. No, no, we're not worried about it. We, we know we're a strong side. We know we're still learning. We're still, we're still having reached our potential this year. We're still training hard. We're going off. We're working on our, our faults. And by the end of by the end of the year, hopefully, we'll have it up to a hundred percent for AIL next year. That's great to hear. It's not only about this season, but it's like a five-year, ten-year thing. There's great things to come from the club and from this team. Yeah. Thanks. I think Wicklow have a, actually a plan to play in the AL over the next years anyway. Yeah. So they have a structure in place because it's all changing the leagues. That's great. That's great. So Wicklow are looking, pushing for the AL over the next year or two. That's massive. Anyway, thank you for talking to me today. No problem. And best no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks a million. I'm on the phone with Greystone Senior Manager, Kevin Lewis. Kevin, welcome on the show. Just a technical correction, Zach. Senior Coach, um, the manager might keep out to me if I took over his role. Oh, sorry, uh, Senior so, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in rugby terms, that's the, that's the way that uh, things yeah. operate, really, you know. Yeah, the Senior uh, Coach yeah. and the manager, different roles. Yeah. Good, good to talk to you, Kieran. Yeah, obviously, five out of five, your Greystone's men are sitting top of the table. You must be pretty happy so far. Well, we're happy. Uh, always happy to be winning matches, and that's always nice uh, because momentum is a, a huge factor in any uh, sport, and, and rugby is no different. But uh, we've been here before. We were here this time last year, yeah. where we'd won the first uh, the first eight, and uh, you know we still managed to, to 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 lose out on promotion ultimately. So you know we're very wary. We know that we've had a good start, but you're not getting too ahead of yourselves. Absolutely not, and I think all the players that were there this time last year are very aware of that. So it's actually you know something that keeps us very grounded. I can assure you. Yeah. So no, we, we're we're well aware of a lot of challenges ahead. You had a tough game on Friday night there against Wanderers. It was back and forth. The lead was changing hands. Good to get the win. And every game. Ah, yeah. Well, that, that's that, that's actually what I was going to say to you. Is, is you know winning away from home is much more difficult than people think because it. The, the you know the the whole environment is always different. Getting there is different, and and uh, it just takes a while for people to get into a game. Now, as it happens, we started well, 
but we had anticipated we'd be playing on the on the front pitch in the Aviva. It ended up on the back pitch, and yeah. for uh, anybody who knows that pitch, you know, it does create the problems. It's with, not the greatest with, one. No, it's not. With friction on the ground and people's legs, and you know, susceptible to injuries as well. And we we got a few from that. Yeah. So they're. they're um, the point, the, the the major thing was that we came out with the win and we came out with a bonus point win and uh, we had um, asked for anything at the beginning of the day, that would have been as much as we would have asked for, you know. So that was good and uh, Wanderers are a good team though, Kieran, you know. Yeah, they'd be handy enough, I think. Uh, Black Rock, obviously, they're chasing you all the way so far. They're 5 from 5 as well and that'll be a big game in a few weeks against them. Well, we... We're a long way from worrying about that one, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, the, 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 uh, yeah, it's a cliche, but it's the only way you can do it, you know, because you don't know from week to week what you're going to have and, uh, you know, what's going to happen around you. For instance, Wanderers had been unbeaten up the last um, yeah, Friday were. night. And, uh, now, they play Black Rock this Saturday, and that's obviously going to be a game that may have a, a major impact on the on the table as well, certainly at, at this early stage. But... You know, with with teams having to play eighteen games and only having played five to date, you know we are really still at the very early stages. Yeah. So uh, there's lots of, lots up for grabs. You have a serious team though, like uh, Chris Simmons is in your team, and he's a young fella. He's only twenty two, I think. And then you've got Dan Mannion in the forwards as well. Um, in the backs, you've got some serious talent as well. Your scrum half, Alex Ryan, is a brilliant player from what I've seen of him this year. Um, you know, you've got a good squad there. Yeah, we have a we have a good squad, and that's something we've really worked hard on over the last number of years to build up the squad. Because when we got promoted a couple of years ago to Division Two A, ultimately it was probably the squad depth that let us down, especially in some key positions. So, the uh, yeah, the players you mentioned there are all very very good players. I mean, uh, Dan uh, was actually club captain a few years ago and was very unfortunate to have a an ACL injury uh, during that summer, and and and. Uh, He's really made a huge uh, impact now that he's back full-time again. Likewise, Chris, who's a very attritional player. And Alex has come up from uh, from Wexford Wanderers this year and has made a huge impact, as, as you've rightly said. A uh, very, very good player indeed. And obviously, Dan Mannion has a younger brother and he's pushing on the seconds to hopefully get on the first, Ronan. And... Ronan is a fine player too, and when I talk about strength and depth, I mean when you when a player like Ronan is on the second team, it, you know it, it gives an indication that there is a lot of competition for places. And, and somebody you know, like Ben Ireland as well is a class person pushing. Yeah, like I said, there's the, our second team has actually been going very very well, and one the one of the first three games, and I mean our seconds now were playing at rugby at a high standard, and it wouldn't take a lot. Uh, for most of those players on the second team to break onto the first team and the first team players are very aware of that and it certainly helps training sessions to be very competitive and keeps everybody on their toes. That's great. Very, it's a very important part of the club. Oh, it's so important and I mean that was the danger a few years ago. We were struggling a little bit at, at, at seconds level. Uh, I think that struggle has been kind of stabilised now and I suppose we're at the point where we want to push on. So we're in the Division 2 of the Metro League now and ultimately our aim is you know, to get to Division One of that, but Division One of the Metro League, I think, would be equivalent to Division Two C of the AIL. So, you know, to to get to that point, you really have to have a a very good squad and a very big squad. So, we're, we're it's work in progress, but our twenties are going well now at the moment as well. Under um, Refneal Hagen, they've been um, Nick Quirk is a brilliant player as well. He's on the twenties, I think. Nick is still under twenties, and you know, he's been involved in the first team. He came on last Saturday, or Friday night in Wanderers, and made a huge impact and. You know, he's a very fine player who will, will play a lot of senior rugby for many years to come. So it's all good. 
This weekend you have Sligo of course on Saturday and I think their results have been a bit of a mixed bag so far but you won't um take them lightly I suppose and you'll still be ready for the game. Well, what do you think about taking them lightly? They're um, they're a very good team. They won they've already won the Connacht Senior League this year, which is a was a huge achievement. I think it's probably the first time in their history they they, they won that. Um, and I mean we we just got over the line against Wanderers last week and they were very unfortunate to lose to them. Um, in in uh, in the first couple of rounds, so you know we uh, we've also have a bit of history from last year where they beat us in Sligo towards the end of last season. So you know, we know all about Sligo. They're a very very good team, very well balanced, some excellent players, very well drilled, and uh, it'll be a very very tough game. And like all of these games are very tough. Like, Sligo were very unlucky not to be uh, promoted last year. They lost out in, in a playoff semi final, very unluckily to Black Rock. So you know they'd be a team that. Uh, you know, that everybody would want to be very wary of. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to move away from the club stuff. And Are you a Leinster fan yourself? Oh, well, I'm a great fan of Irish rugby, as I say, you know. So, yeah. I, I, particularly Leinster and Munster, you know. And uh, they, they, uh, there's great excitement, I suppose, as they, the uh, Champions Cup kicks off again, you know. So, it's uh, it's something to, to uh, I suppose, let the appetite after the disappointment of the World Cup. Yeah, Leinster are actually the favourites going in. I seen yesterday on Paddy Power, and some of those lads will be hoping to get retribution and hopefully win something. But it won't be easy. It won't be easy. But I mean, I saw some odds myself, uh, twenty-five to one on uh, on Leinster to to win tomorrow. Uh, I mean, which pretty ridiculous odds in a two-horse race, and especially when you consider. How uh, Treviso, you know, almost put Munster out last year yeah. in, the, in the in the in the Pro 14 semi final. So you know, the, there's um, there's no doubt about it. The Leinster setup looks like it's uh, probably one of the best in Europe at the moment. Some and, of those young you know, lads coming through, um, Ron Kelleher and Max Deegan, like it's, great. it's ridiculous what they have in the back row. You know, when you consider who they're missing and then what they can bring in, you know. When, but when you when you think that they're missing the likes of of Jack Conan and and you know people like that and Dan Levy, and yes, you know they can. You said Max Egan, Josh Murphy, Will Connors, Ruddock, and they're clear. All these guys they're all so talented. It's just uh, it's just something that most other clubs could only aspire to. Really, it's great to see all four provinces in the competition this year. Of course, with Connacht getting in in the qualification last year, good for Irish rugby just to get them all at that level and see how it goes. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, the the fact that Connacht uh, qualified and, and and are actually being very competitive again this year in in the the Pro 14 just goes to show that they can uh, you know aspire to very high levels as well. The, their squad will be a lot shallower now than Leinster's, and I suppose that's where they're struggling a bit at the moment. But you know when they uh, you know are reasonably close to full strength, they're a challenge for anybody. And you know that is great that all four Irish uh, provinces are playing at that level, and it can't. But what it motivate everybody for the the Six Nations coming up, you know? So it's a, it's a, it's a really positive thing, and you'd like to think that all of them, every single one of them, have a reasonably uh, decent yeah, chance do. of winning this weekend. Munster are at home, away to Ospreys, I think. Um, Munster are away to Ospreys, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. Connacht are against Montpellier, and Ulster, I think, I think it's Bath maybe for them. I'm not too sure. Yeah, but they they're the first game out actually. Bath uh, on on Saturday, kind of a a run of matches on Saturday afternoon. Bath, yeah. Ulster, Leicester, Treviso, and followed by Osprey's Monster. Every rugby so, fan's yeah. dream. 
<laughs> yeah, and the rest of us are out on the pitch uh, uh, at, at, at the uh, AIL Club Rugby or Leinster League Club Rugby or whatever, you know. So, yeah, look, there's a lot, you'll, have to, you'll have to press record on the TV. Oh, no, we'll, we definitely won't be missing out on that. And I think the clubhouse in Greystones will be pretty full of people watching before and after and all the various matches, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, hopefully it'll go well now for those uh, teams. But, I, you know... The, Every one of them would would probably be marginal favourites for the matches that they're going to be they'll be playing, and that's probably strong favourites. So hopefully for yourself, we'll see all four provinces win and your Greystones team win again and make it six from six. So hopefully it'll be a good really, weekend. I appreciate that, Kieran. I really hope that you're right. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for your time. I'm now going to turn my attention to some of the schools rugby that happened during the week. I'm going to look at the game last Friday between Kloshkilvontan and East Glendalock School, which was the first edition of the game as such, this new Challenge Cup that they've came up with. Look, first and foremost, it was a great event. There was a big crowd and credit to both schools, credit to both managers and Brian Clark and Aidan Kearney in Wicklow Rugby Club. And it was a great game. At the end of the day, CCM won 31-10, but I actually don't think it was probably a fair reflection on the actual game itself. Especially in the first half, VGS really gave it to CCM and they just kind of lacked the finishing touches and didn't get maybe the scores they should have. I thought youngster Nicky Moulders for EGS was excellent. I thought he really stood out for me and he was one of the youngest players on the pitch and he's a definite star for the future in EGS and both Wicklow Rugby Club. So keep an eye on him. Look, not to blow my own trumpet here, but towards the end of last week's podcast, I said Fionn Luddy and Aaron Canterbury could be the ones to stand up for CCM on the night. And for me, they were the two best players for CCM last Friday. Fionn Luddy, great kicking exhibition. I think he kicked some like 5 from 5 on the night. And some of his tactical moves were quite like Ron Nogara. Aaron Canterbury, some of the big hits he was putting in. What a night for him, you know, he really stood out for me. And hopefully we'll see this game happen again next year and the year after and the year after. But it was a great first edition of the game and well done to everyone involved this week was of course the last week for Leinster schools the league fixtures for a presentation Bray it was a mixed week their juniors won 19 nil at home against Kilkenny College and that's five from five from them they finished top of the group and they'll go on to play St Andrews at home next week in the quarterfinals look this is a pretty serious Pres Bray team they've got a very good forward pack and in the backs, of course, they have Jack Murphy, who is the son of Richie Murphy, who's been the Ireland skills coach for a number of years. He's a real chip off the old block. He's a very confident place kicker and a very clean player. And he's definitely one of their talismen. And, you know, they'll be looking forward to the quarterfinal next week and see where they can go from here in the rest of the league campaign and, of course, the Junior Cup in February. Now, moving on to their seniors, unfortunately... They finished in the bottom two of their group out of six, so that means they will have to go through the Vinnie Murray Air Cup, which is essentially a backdoor to the Senior Cup. So for them to qualify for the main Senior Cup, they will have to finish in the top two in the Vinnie Murray. But, you know, they'll be pretty confident that they can get to the final of the Vinnie Murray and probably go on and win it. I don't want to jinx them, but, you know, they won't be too worried and they'll still fancy their chances of getting the cup. So, for Prez Bray, there's a lot to come from them still, and keep an eye on Now I will move on to St. Jared's School. For them, their juniors lost 19-13 away to Newbridge. 
but fortunately for them, they have uh, already secured their place in the quarterfinals. They finished third in the group, which means they'll go on to play Ross Gray next week away from home. I'm not going to lie, that's going to be a tough test for them. I've seen Ross Gray play this year, and look, all the lads on that Ross Gray team, they're 14, 15, but they're basically like men. Whatever they eat down there, I don't know, but they're serious athletes already, and it'll be a pretty tough task for Jared's away from home, but I wish them the best of luck. Look, Jared's senior team got a massive victory on Wednesday. I went to see that against Newbridge College. Obviously, Newbridge is one of the biggest rugby schools in Ireland, and Jared's managed to get the victory over them, and Newbridge came into this game unbeaten, so it was quite a shock for them, and Jared's did enough to secure their senior cup status for 2020, so it was a massive victory for them. I think they have a game rescheduled for next week against CBC Monkstown, so I don't think their league campaign is over, but they have done enough to get to the quarterfinal stage, I'm pretty sure. And they'll probably end up playing Wesley College, I think, in the quarterfinals. I'm not too sure yet, but I think that's the way it'll be. On a skills rugby note, the last school I'm going to look at is Temple Carrick School. They're a relatively new school. This week, their junior team lost to St. Patrick's Classical School in Navan, but they did enough in their previous fixtures to secure a semi-final spot. They're in Leinster League Division 1B, and they'll be pretty happy with that. Last year, I actually seen Temple Carrick play Newbridge College in the first round of the Junior Cup. I expected Newbridge to hammer them, but they actually only lost by one point, and that was by a Lucas Birdie try for Newbridge in the last play of the game. So, you know, they're a real developing rugby school, and they could really do some good things this year. In terms of their senior team, they've won two and lost two. They lost their opening two games, but they've won their last two games against Scaries and Gory and they have a few more games to go in their league before the semi-finals and finals so they'll be pretty confident they can have a good season too and look both these junior and senior squads will hopefully fancy their chances of getting into the main junior cup and senior cup through the backdoor entries and maybe they can and it's great to see another great rugby school in Wicklow. Now looking at Greystones ladies they won three from three at the start of the year but they've lost their last two fixtures and slipped down the table a little bit. They sit fourth now, I think, and they'll be a bit disappointed. But, you know, they still have the players to turn around the season, and I think they play Clonturf on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So, at the minute, Greystones Rugby, it's in a pretty good position, and it's in pretty good nick. Firstly, I will look at the results from Wicklow Rugby Club at the weekend. Unfortunately for the senior men, it was another loss, as they lost 19-11 to Dundalk at home. On the contrary, the senior women got another massive victory, 22-15, away to DCU. Coming back to the men for a second. Halfway through the season, look, it hasn't been the start they would have wanted, losing 5 and only managing to win 2. Considering they were near the top, Last season and they got to a Towns Cup final, they would have expected and would have wanted a lot more at this point in the season. They've had some tough results this year and they haven't always been far off the mark. And they sit in last place now, but between last, which is eighth where they are, and third place Tonians, there's only the gap of maybe six or seven points. And they play Tonians at home in two weeks. So if they can get 
a big victory and then another big victory, you know, they can really build and hopefully climb up the table and make something of their season. Of course, the Towns Cup will start in January or February and they'll still fancy their chances to be near the closing stages for that. Niall Earls is a serious player in the backs. Liam Gaffney, an absolute beast in the forwards. A gentleman on and off the pitch. They do have the players and they can do something this season and I wouldn't count them out. On a club note, I'll finish my roundup with Rattrum Rugby Club. On Sunday, there will be a double header in Rattrum as the senior men play at half two against Old Wesley in Metro League Division 4 and the senior women will play at one o'clock against Balbriggan. The senior women have a few games in hand this year so they won't be too worried and the senior men obviously lost last week against Greystones 31-8 but they'll be hoping to win at the weekend and get straight back on the horse. That's a big double header in Rattrum and hopefully they'll both get the win. The last part of my show I will look ahead to some of the fixtures this weekend in the Champions Cup and I will also briefly look at all five groups. Look, starting with Group 1, we have Leinster's group. You've got Benetton Rugby from Italy. You've got Northampton Saints from England. And you've got Lyon from France. Coming into this competition, Leinster would have been your obvious pick to finish top of the group. It's a pretty handy group for them, I think. But, of course, Northampton are second or third in the Premiership. And Lyon are top of the French League, I think. So both these teams will be pretty confident coming into the competition. Of course, Treviso did very well last year domestically in the league to qualify for this competition. It's the first time they've been in the European Cup for a number of seasons now, and they'll be raring to go. Look, I still think Leinster will finish top of the group and pretty easily, but I think Leon could be a potential banana skin because everyone knows French teams away from home are always tricky, and I'm very interested in that fixture. Northampton. You know, they won the Champions Cup or the European Cup, whatever it was then, back in 2000. And they're one of only 11 clubs to ever win the European Cup. So they'll be pretty confident in this competition. And they'll be targeting second place. And who can forget the 2011 final between Leinster and Northampton. Which was probably one of the most memorable Leinster games of all time. It'll be between Northampton and Leon for that second place, I think. And they play this weekend. And that could have huge implications for the table. Leinster play Benetton at home. I think Leinster, no disrespect to Benetton, but I think Leinster will get a handy bonus point victory and should set them in good stead. Um, the second game, of course, is Leon versus Northampton. Northampton at home, I think. And for me, my opinion on this game has changed over the week. I really thought Leon could upset Northampton. But I think with the likes of Dan Bigger and Courtney Laws coming back, Northampton probably have too much in the tank for Leon and they'll just edge it. So I'm going to go for Leinster to beat Benetton and I'll say Northampton will narrowly beat Leon in that group. Next I'm going to look at Group 2. In this group we have Exeter Chiefs from England, Sale Sharks from England, La Rochelle from France and Glasgow Warriors from Scotland. Coming into this group, I'd have to favour Exeter Chiefs to come out on top. But in saying that, I've backed Exeter Chiefs in Europe for the last two or three seasons and they just haven't delivered for me. I've been saying they'll do this, they'll do that and they just haven't. But you know what, I'm going to go for them again this year and hopefully I'll be right this time. I hope. 
I just think they've done so much in England domestically and they have such a good squad with a very good work ethic and I really think they can achieve something. They have Henry Slade in the backs, Cowan Dickey who's a very good hooker in the forwards and their biggest addition this year is of course Stuart Hogg, the Scottish fullback who has loads of experience and will definitely add to their attack. For them they've got a pretty big game coming up this weekend which I think will probably be the best game of the weekend in my opinion against La Rochelle in France. As I said before, any French team away is tough. They, it doesn't matter how good you are, it doesn't matter who you are, French teams in France are always difficult. La Rochelle, of course, is coached by Ron Nogara. They got to the Challenge Cup final last year, and they'll fancy themselves. I reckon they might get out of the group too. But for me, I'm going to go for Exeter for the match on Saturday. I think Exeter just have more in the tank and I hope they can prove me right for once and not wrong I've thought about who's going to win this game all week and I've changed my mind a few times but I'm sticking with Exeter now in the other group game it's Sail Sharks versus Glasgow Warriors look Sail Sharks have a good squad they have Vaf de Klerk from South Africa the Curry brothers and Chris Ashton but I don't know if anyone's seen them in the Premiership last year they're just so inconsistent they lose a few games, they win a few games, they lose again, win. There's no consistency to them and it's pretty frustrating to watch. But if they can get a few results going their way, they can really cause problems in this group. Now looking at Glasgow, obviously they have a huge Scottish contingent in their team. And Scotland didn't do very well in the World Cup and Glasgow aren't doing very well domestically at the minute. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. I just feel like Sale will have enough to beat Glasgow tomorrow. Obviously Sale are missing some of their World Cup stars who are not yet back. But I think Sale should beat uh, Glasgow. So I'm going to go for Exeter to win and Sale to win tomorrow. Now let's take a look at Group 3. Obviously you have Ulster from Ireland. You have Clermont de Verne from France. You have Harlequins from England. And you have Bath Rugby also from England. In this group for me, I'd have to say Claremont are probably going to top the group for me. They just have so much European experience and they're pretty much the bridesmaids of European rugby, you know. like They've got so close to winning the European title so many times but haven't quite got it yet. But I do think they'll be up there again this season challenging for it. They just have so much experience and such a depth that I can't see anyone in that group really troubling them. They are at home to Harlequins tomorrow and I think Claremont should win that fairly handy obviously Harlequins have the likes of Chris Robshaw and Scott Sinclair but I think Claremont should win that game anyway then the other fixture in that group is Bath versus Ulster Bath obviously have a good few English stars on their squad Jonathan Joseph, Anthony Watson and Sam Underhill who was a real revelation in the World Cup Ulster <laughs> They're a bit like Sail Sharks, as I was saying previously. They're so inconsistent. They can have these big performances and then they just fall flat in their face the next week. And for me, they were pretty lucky to get to the quarterfinals of the European Cup last year and they almost beat Leinster on the day. But I think Bath will probably have too much for them tomorrow. So I'm going to go for Bath in that one. And I think Bath will probably be challenging for second place in this group. I'd say between them and Ulster and I think Bath just have an edge over Ulster so 
for me, tomorrow's games will be Claremont Avern to win comfortably against Harlequins, and I think Bath will just edge Ulster. Let's look at Group 4 now. This is probably the group of death, the real standout group in this competition. There's always one, and this is probably it. You've got Ospreys from Wales, you've got Munster from Ireland, obviously, Saracens, who are the current European champions from England, and Rossing from France. Saracens, of course, have been in the news a lot recently with their hefty fine they got and their massive points reduction in the Premiership. And a lot of people are writing them off because of this. But for me, they still have the talent. They still have depths of experience. So I can probably see them finishing top without a bother, really. And I wouldn't really look in too much to that. Because they ha- still have the likes of Owen Farrell, Maro Toji, Guys who were at a World Cup final a few weeks ago and beat the All Blacks. So the players are all still there. And I wouldn't look into the po- political side of things, really. They play Rossing over the weekend. And for me, Saracens should win that game. Rossing, of course, have got to the final there two years ago against Leinster. And they're a very good side in Europe, usually. I just feel for them, they're probably two seasons, maybe three seasons late in winning the competition. I can't really see it happening for them this year. But that's not saying they won't get out of the group or don't have a chance of getting in the group. Of course, you've got Simon Zebo there, the former Munster man. And he'll love to get a go at Munster in weeks to come and prove a point. Then in the other game of this group, you've got Munster who are travelling away to Ospreys. Look, Munster should probably win this game comfortable enough. They have a lot in their squad and they were pretty good against Ulster last week, I have to say. But for me, Munster have reached the last three European semi-finals. Actually, they lost twice against Saracens and once against Rossing, so they can get a lot of retribution in this group. Munster, of course, usually do pretty well in Europe, but I think they've been quite lucky in recent years. You know, they've ended up in a semi-final when I don't think they've really played good enough to get into a semi-final. Maybe people disagree with me, but it'll probably be between them and Rossing for second place in this group this year. And I'm not going to say who I think at this moment in time, but with Munster's experience, they always seem to pull out in these groups. So I'll go for them and see what happens. For Ospreys, I think it's going to be a tough group for them. Of course, they've got Alan Wynne-Jones, who is an absolute legend of Wales rugby. But I just think this group will be too difficult for them. And I can't see them doing much. So this weekend, I see Saracens beating Rossing and I see Munster beating Ospreys. Finally, let's look at our last group, which is Group 5. You've got Connacht from Ireland. You've got Montpellier from France. You've got Gloucester from England and you've got Toulouse from France. In this group, I probably have to say Toulouse and Gloucester are the two teams that stick out for me. Gloucester were probably the surprise team or the real coming up team of last year's Premiership, you know, with Danny Cipriani playing so well. Toulouse obviously got to a European Cup semi final, ended up losing to Leinster. And they'll be chomping at the bit to get near that stage again this year. They are probably the two leading teams in this group. And they play on Friday night. Which will be a massive game for both clubs. Who do I think is going to win that one? I It's tough you know, to call Gloucester to lose. 
I'm gonna say Toulouse. I don't know why, but I'm I'm just gonna say Toulouse. It'll be a very close game, and it's very hard to call. I'm just gonna say Toulouse. Obviously, then Connacht are in this group. Connacht on their day can beat anyone. I think I should say that. You know, they won't fear anyone. They'll be pretty confident in themselves. But the one thing they lack is probably a proper squad. They have a good one to fifteen, and they've got some great players. But when injuries start to happen and the season goes on, I think they'll struggle against the likes of Toulouse and Gloucester. But you never know with them. The brand of rugby they play, and they really use the sports ground as a fortress, their home ground. So, you know, they'll fancy themselves, but I think it'll be just too much for them. Then you've got Montpellier, a French club. Montpellier have been in the Champions Cup every now and again the last few seasons, and they'll really, they won't fear this group either, but I don't think they can get out. I think Connacht versus Montpellier this weekend, I'm going to go for the Irish boys. I'm going to go for Connacht. I just think they'll pull away and they'll get the victory. So in this group, I'm going to say Toulouse will get the win tonight and on Friday and Connacht will win also. Thanks for listening, folks. See you again.